Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by the Crosscheck Podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, which goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on ice. Follow the Crosscheck Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, May 18th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. Go leave me a review if you want to. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. To start off the show here today, we're really going to start to get into some of the off-season segments that I have planned for the show this summer. The first one that I wanted to start with today may take up the majority of the episode, actually. We'll have to wait and see how the recording goes. But what I wanted to start with today is going over each and every single trade that the Blackhawks and general manager Stan Bowman has made in the past year and discuss whether or not I believe this was a smart decision. And then on tomorrow's episode, I'll go over all the free agent acquisitions that the Hawks have made in the past year as well and do the exact same thing. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So, turning back the clock, 365 days ago from today, the world was a wild place. COVID was spreading like crazy. Everything was shut down. And the Blackhawks, along with the entire NHL, were kind of just waiting to see what was going to happen with the remainder of the 2019-20 campaign. Of course, everything wound up getting pushed back a bunch of months, and uh, the Stanley Cup wasn't awarded until well into the fall. I believe it was early September, or late September, or early October, something around then, when the Lightning were crowned the Stanley Cup champions. But anyways... The offseason last year, it didn't really get started until after that point. Usually, it occurs on July 1st. That's usually the chaotic day for free agency and trades across the NHL. Just pure madness on Twitter. But that didn't come until uh, October this time because of COVID and everything. And the Blackhawks, they made their first move of the offseason on September 28th, according to Cap Friendly, which is a great website that I recommend you all use if you need to look at contract situations for any team, uh, buyouts. Cap Friendly is just an incredible website. Definitely go check it out. But according to Cap Friendly, the Blackhawks made their first trade of the offseason on September 28th 
by swapping Dylan Sakura for Brandon Peary, one for one with the Vegas Golden Knights. And just as we all expected, a real barn burner of a trade there for both sides. I'll admit, Peary, of course, did not wind up playing the role with the Blackhawks that I thought he could. I thought he was going to be uh, potentially a top nine guy for this team, but he never really got an opportunity to showcase his stuff because um, the kids made the most of their chances early on in the season and kind of ran with it. But at the same time, nothing special came out of Sakura over in Vegas this season. Uh, Looking at his numbers, he only played six games in the NHL with Vegas. He did have two goals. Those both came in the last game of the regular season for the Golden Knights. So uh, essentially played the same role as Peary did here for the Hawks. So even though this change of scenery type deal didn't quite work out for either side, at least so far, um, kind of no harm, no foul here for both squads. Not a whole lot of risk involved in this deal, and we can clearly see why from the amount of NHL time that both these guys saw in 2021, just seven games combined. So no real problems with this trade on my end. Then the next trade that Bowman and the Blackhawks made came a couple days later on October 4th when they sent defenseman Oli Mata and his $3.3 million cap hit to the Los Angeles Kings in exchange for forward Brad Morrison. Nothing else really besides a straight cap dump here by the Hawks. They did retain $750,107 of Mata's cap hit, which is actually still on their books for next season as well. But they weren't going to get a whole lot for a guy like Mata. Um, He did actually put together an impressive postseason for the Blackhawks last year. For those of you who remember, he was close to like a point-per-game defenseman on the Blackhawks for those uh, eight or nine games, whatever it was, but did not go on to have the same type of year out west with L.A. And I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, heading into the year, I remember talking with... Sarah Avampado, the host of Locked On Kings, about um, the the plan for the Kings was to possibly pair up Oli Mata with Drew Doughty on the top pairing and uh, try to kind of solve their issues on the back end. Hasn't gone as they had hoped so far, so um, even though it was only Brad Morrison in return, seems like a pretty good move by Bowman to capitalize on the opportunity to get Mata and his cap hit off the Blackhawks' payroll. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are the first couple of trades that Blackhawks and general manager Stan Bowman made last offseason. Coming up in just a moment, I'll be discussing a few more acquisitions that the team made in the past several months. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is 
remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just got done discussing the trade that sent Ole Mata out west to the Los Angeles Kings. Moving on now, the next trade that Stan Bowman and the Blackhawks made last offseason was kind of a minor move as they traded up in the seventh round of the 2020 NHL draft to select big defenseman Louis Crevier from Chicoutimi, swapping pick number 207 for number 188 with the Montreal Canadiens. Still not really sure why the Habs accepted, uh, accepted that deal. It just looks like they willingly moved back 20 spots in the seventh round. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, according to Cap Friendly, it doesn't look like any money was involved or anything. Uh, kind of weird, but with Crevier and this deal still ways away to tell if uh, he's going to pan out to become anything. Most, most seventh round picks don't, so kind of just another why not deal here for the Blackhawks. But the big bang of the offseason for Chicago was about to come just a couple days later as... On October 10th, I'll never forget where I was, or maybe I will eventually, but right now I I remember exactly where I was. Um, The Blackhawks acquired defenseman Nikita Zadorov and Anton Lindholm from the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for Brandon Saad and Dennis Gilbert. And seven months later, I'm still looking back, feeling exactly how I felt when the trade was first announced. It just seems like it didn't make a whole lot of sense from a Blackhawks perspective. And Stan, we did hear him, you know, go on his little podcast tour and talk to everyone and discuss why he made the move for Zadorov and how he wanted someone he felt could jump in the lineup and play right now with some of our pro- uh, prospects rather than adding, you know, another second-round draft pick. And that just simply... It looks like nothing but a mistake up to this point. Zadorov, we're not even sure if he's going to come back and play a second season here in Chicago. And even if he does, it's been a rough sled for him so far. He's going to have to turn it around in a big way in order to win this fan base over. And look, yeah, I'll be the first to admit I was probably a little too tough on Big Z this year. But the fact of the matter is... He just wasn't consistent enough for what we gave up. Brandon Saad, a proven top six forward. Yes, maybe the paycheck was a little much at $6 million per year. But you know you know what you got with him. With Big Z, you never know what you're getting out of him. Yeah, there are times where, you know, he's a tremendous physical presence. And that can 
surely come in handy, but his flaws for me, they're they're just way too large. He can't skate. He's worthless with the puck on his stick, and he hasn't seemed to understand Jeremy Colleton's defensive scheme all that well, albeit not a lot of, of our defensemen have up to this point, but Zadorov just clear he's been in poor a poor position way too many times and he's had way too many bad and off nights. So for me, you just you can't chalk this trade up as anything besides an L for the Blackhawks. Even if Saad didn't have the greatest of seasons with the Avs this year. He's still a reliable two-way forward that can play in their middle six. And I also feel like Colorado got the better second player in this deal as well in Dennis Gilbert. I know there wasn't a lot of room for him on the back end in Chicago, but still, swapping him for career AHLer and Anton Lindholm, who's not going to be brought back by the Hawks this offseason. For me, it's just not a good trade overall at this point for Stan Bowman and the Blackhawks. The next deal that the club made, uh, it was a huge uh, gap there from October all the way to just about a month ago. So what was that, six months without a trade? Um, I mean, it was, you know, training camp and all that, the beginning of the regular season. Um, but the the first move the Blackhawks made of the 2021 regular season was when they acquired Vinny Hinestroza from the Florida Panthers in exchange for Brad Morrison. So, a pretty good swap here for the Hawks, eh? Morrison, of course, another career AHLer, ECHLer, who the Hawks got in return in the Ole Mata deal. He was just a toss-in for... Uh, the Kings taking on that cap hit. That's all they re- all the Hawks really were able to get back. Um, and then Bowman went on and managed to flip Morrison to the Panthers to nab Henestroza in return, who went on to record 12 points in his 17 games played back with the Blackhawks, four goals and eight assists. Not sure if Bowman is going to bring back Vinny once again, but even if he doesn't, you know, this was still well worth the move by only giving up Morrison uh, to give a hometown kid in Vinny Henestroza a second stint here in Chicago. Going to be interesting to see what happens with him in the offseason. The next trade that Bowman made was getting Riley Stillman, Henrik Borgstrom, and Brett Connolly from the Panthers and only giving up Lucas Carlson and Lucas Walmark. Since being sent to Florida, Carlson has yet to play in an NHL game, although he does have 9 points in 11 contests for the Syracuse Crunch of the AHL, but still, Riley Stillman, he's, you know, at least appearing to be a guy that the Hawks are putting a lot of trust in going forward. As I said on yesterday's episode, I do believe they will use one of their three protected defenseman spots in the Seattle expansion draft for Stillman. So to swap him for Carlson, I mean, that's an easy win. And then Lucas Walmark, he only played in four games down the stretch for the Panthers, and I'm not so sure he's going to see any postseason action for them either. So to get Stillman, Borgstrom, a former first-round pick, and a decent fourth-liner, and Brett Connolly, who the Hawks easily could buy out this offseason if they want to, that's shaping up to be an A-plus trade by Stan Bowman and the Blackhawks. That one could be the best of the bunch here. 
for the organization. Next trade, it was a busy deadline day for the Hawks, if y'all remember. Uh, They sent Matthew Highmore to the Vancouver Canucks in exchange for Adam Gaudette. uh, Still a lot, you know, needs to be figured out with Gaudette this offseason. Is he coming back? Are the Hawks going to try to move him? Um, Is he going to be left exposed for the Seattle expansion draft? Still a lot to go on there, but regardless of what happens, I still thought this was a wise gamble by the Blackhawks. Matthew Highmore, a fourth liner that, yeah, he can be good in that role. He's actually, I believe he has three goals in the last five games for the Canucks, but Gaudette, without a doubt, has the higher ceiling between the two, and I thought he displayed that in his short time with the Blackhawks. Um, I don't think it's a matter of whether or not he's talented enough. It's just a matter of whether or not the Blackhawks think they have the room for him. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens here. But overall, I like this move. I thought it was a good gamble by Stan Bowman here for the Blackhawks. Then, not a whole lot to discuss on this next move. Carl Soderberg sent to the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for Ryder Rolston and Josh Dickinson. Kind of a deal where... The Hawks, I mean, I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Rolston is still in college, although just a former fifth-round pick. And Dickinson, kind of a minor league guy. Um, But we knew that Soderbergh wasn't going to generate a hefty return. And with the Blackhawks already having such a good deadline day, I thought this was, you know, just a, a fine swap here by Bowman for an aging veteran. The last deal that the Blackhawks were a part of on deadline day, this was the three-way deal that wound up sending Matthias Janmark to the Vegas Golden Knights. It almost feels like an eternity ago somehow when Janmark was on the Blackhawks. Uh, Anyways, we knew his time in Chicago was coming to an end, and for Bowman to get both a second and a third round pick for Jans, I thought... That was a marvelous way to cap off the day for for the Blackhawks. We'll wait and see what those picks turn into, but with with how the Blackhawks have drafted in the last couple of years, knock on wood here in those middle rounds, second, third, and fourth, I feel that this has the potential to be another real solid move by Stan Bowman for the future. And then the last deal that he made was sending Madison Bowie and a fifth-round pick to the Vancouver Canucks in exchange for a fourth-round pick. So again, kind of just a no-brainer to move up around in the draft by giving up a depth defenseman that we are never going to use in Bowie. So overall, aside from the Sod for Zadorov trade, a bunch of real good moves in the past year by Bowman and the Blackhawks. A lot of them, you know, they, they were kind of minor moves, and I would have to say he did lose the biggest deal of them all with Sadin Zadorov, but as a whole, I thought he did a pretty good job of uh, putting his team in a good position to benefit from a lot of these trades, so I would probably have to give Stan Bowman a B if I were giving him a grade for all the deals he's made in the past 365 days for the Blackhawks. Alright, there is my recap of GM and President of Hockey Ops, Stan Bowman's recent trades. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to discuss the Rockford Icehawks coaching staff being given a three-year contract extension. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag. 
your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back. The NBA and NHL playoffs are about to get started. UFC is in full swing all year round. And you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up reviewing each and every one of Stan Bowman's trades in the last 365 days. Moving on now, before I wrap up the show here today, I wanted to be sure to mention that in a presser on Monday afternoon, Rockford Icehawks head coach Derek King announced that he and the entire coaching staff down in Rockford have been given three-year contract extensions. The staff includes, of course, King himself as the head coach, and then assistant coach Anders Sorensen, goalie coach Peter Aubrey, video coach Adam Gill, as well as development coaches Yannick Perot, Brian Campbell, Soupy, Eric Condra, and Kendall Coyne Schofield. All of those members of the coaching staff will remain with the Ice Hogs through at least the 2023-2024 season. So clearly the Blackhawks front office is pretty happy with what they've seen from their minor league affiliate down in Rockford over the past handful of seasons, not only by buying out the entire franchise a couple of months ago, but also by bringing back all of the coaching staff. Rockford and everything that goes down there, you know, it's a crucial part of what the Blackhawks are trying to do up in Chicago. It really can't go smoothly at the NHL level unless there's a good system in place with these kids down in the A, and it seems like the Hawks trust that they have established that down there with the Ice Hogs. So, uh, pretty cool to hear that the entire coaching staff will be coming back for the next three seasons. Also, I wanted to be sure to sneak in there that Dylan McLaughlin was named the Ice Hogs' most improved player of the 2021 season the other day. The Hogs are about to be handing out all their awards throughout this week, and McLaughlin, was the, uh, he took home the first one after he had a pretty solid second season of professional hockey. McLaughlin led the Ice Hogs in scoring this year with 22 points in 22 games. He had... Uh, eight goals, 14 assists. He was tied for the team lead in goals with eight. And I think it's going to be interesting to see if the Blackhawks are wanting to bring him back 
for another stint down in Rockford. Not sure if um, they believe that he has an NHL future. He He's still only, uh, how old is he? He's, I have to look it up real quick because I don't think he's that old. He's Dylan McLaughlin. Sorry for the delay, folks. Dylan McLaughlin is, really, they're not going to give us a date of birth. Oh, he completed his senior season at Kinesis in 2019. So, okay, 6'5", 95. So, good math here. 25, 26 years old. He's a little bit older, but um, not the end of the road for him for sure. Uh, so, I think it's going to be interesting to see What's going to happen with McLaughlin if the Blackhawks do feel he has an NHL future? Then, you know, you would have to believe they'd be giving him another AHL contract here in the next couple of months before becoming a free agent. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, May 18th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app. And you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, Or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.